podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Serie Chronicles is a Media Chronicles production. It's the Champions League. It's back for the second segment of last 16 games. Uh, we have Inter versus Atletico, which is happening right after we record this episode. So I'm afraid we won't be talking to you about that one, but we will be talking about Napoli against Barcelona, having a little throw ahead to that at a fascinating moment because, of course, Napoli have just replaced Walter Mazzari, their second uh, managerial change of the season with Francesco Calzona, the Slovakia manager. Mina, I'm going to come to you quickly because I know you are a little time on time. Might not be able to stay with us till the end of this um, recording. I was wondering, because I know you also keep a very close eye on Liga, how you think this one is shaping up? Because Napoli are in an odd moment. It's a very odd time to change your manager, but Barcelona are not exactly having things their way under Xavi at all at the moment either. No, they needed a last... Uh sort of a last ditch penalty um, in their match over the weekend against Celta Vigo. They only managed a 3-3 draw against Granada of all people. Um, this was a team that was defensively perfect last year. I, I genuinely think that they, it was interesting because sometimes they got a lot of flack for actually not always playing the Barcelona way and actually prioritizing at times that that strong defense, being a little bit pragmatic in certain games, trying to ensure victories, and they managed to win the league title. Araujo, especially, in my opinion, was probably one of the best centre-backs in world football. This season, obviously, they've lost Dembele, who allowed them that counter-attacking threat, a lot of pace, but they lost Busquets in the middle. And then they've had injuries to Gavi, who's been missing now for a long time, um, and of course, Pedri. And not having that understanding in midfield has put even more pressure on the back line. And it just seems so disjointed. Right now, the players don't know where they are. Um, they, don't, they don't have their tactical reference points. Lewandowski seems in particular very annoyed most of the time, although he did seem annoyed, to be <laughs> honest with you, last year as well. Um, I feel like that's just Robert Lewandowski's like, general demeanor. <laughs> I just feel like he goes through life. Do you know, I feel like he's like one of those people who like goes through like, you know, seeing uh, Caesar. a... Uh, uh, roadworks or whatever and gives it a little tusk and just has that sort of attitude. maybe I'm maybe I'm being unfair on him I thought you were going to say sees the roadworks and then like kicks dirt at it <laughs> which is but, you know he's, he's sort of got that that air of like a grandparent who's judging you for everything you're doing yeah yeah I, I agree with you and and I think that he's I think he's sort of left and thought that he was going to come to Barcelona. And it was always his dream to go and play La Liga. I think, I don't know whether it was Real Madrid or to be honest with you, or Barcelona, because he talked a lot about moving to Real Madrid as well. And sort of, I think he thought that he was just going to be magnificent there. And, and he, he is obviously a great striker. It's just that Barcelona is just a team in decline. There's actually a really great article uh, that I read in The Athletic sort of several weeks ago that was talking about the fact that when Laporta came to be the president, his the question at the time was, do we rebuild, um, you know, start with youngsters, start a whole new project um, and then just find our way back to the top? Or do we go big and go home, you know, like just go 
and quickly like invest in great stars. This is the first time that he came, but he had the likes of Zubi Zareta um, and Bergestein and he trusted them. He trusted in his management team and decided to go big or go home. And it worked out stupendously for him. Now he has come back and he was asked that same question again and he decided to go big and go home, which is why they they activated all those financial levers and, and do everything because they thought this would pay off. And it sort of started to look like it would when they won the league title. Um, but unfortunately for them, it, it hasn't really paid out in the way that they wanted it to because they weren't, the money is in the Champions League. They weren't doing enough. There was still a lot of criticism coming to them because they weren't really necessarily being faithful to the traditional Barcelona way under Xavi. Um, and then there's all these problems because 33 different executives have left since Laporte has come back and none more important than sporting director Alemani. And losing him, I think, has been tragic because you've got Deco in charge. And Deco is a Jorge Mendes guy. And when you have someone like that available, then you're always almost held hostage by what Jorge Mendes wants. And he did an interview recently. I'm sorry, I'm really blabbering on about Barcelona, but it's such an interesting topic. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely like it's the time to do it. We want to hear about these exponents. But he did this interview basically with the Portuguese newspaper who, and the editor is a really good friend of his, in which he talked about that the Barcelona being held hostage by playing that style of play and that they need to sort of like not focus on it so much. Like they have to play the Barcelona way, but maybe allow themselves to be a bit more flexible he was trashed <laughs> by the newspapers <laughs> and it was really awful because Xavi came out from a football match and that was the first thing he was asked after Granada was you know hey what do you think of these comments and he was like well wait what you know, like he had no idea and this interview had taken place a while ago and was written about in the newspapers but no one had asked him about it and they hadn't even noticed it so he was like no I'm, I'm really surprised about that he knows that you know this is Barcelona and we have to play this way the fans were going out you know they were outraged the newspaper the publication, sorry, since came out and retracted and said, oh, they made errors in communication and translation. They're both Portuguese, so I don't know where the, the translation errors happened, but sure, whatever you want. But it seems to be that this is this is the question mark right now. Like, what's going on? What, what does Deco want to do? Is he the right man in charge? Is this all about greedy ownership? Are they the right people to be in charge at the moment? Um, I don't know. But a lot of, a lot of too, too many good players left. Um, you know, Jordi Alba, Busquets, even Dembele. And let's just say the ones that have arrived have not been the same level. And can they beat Napoli? Sure, because I can beat Napoli today. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I do think that it's a shame because if this match had happened last year, we're talking about, you know, respect of title winners, you know, two big brands, two good styles of football. It's a shame it didn't happen a year earlier. Yeah, not just um, all those players leaving Mina, but of course Xavi leaving at the end of the season, which is is its own story. Um, I, I totally agree. It feels like a game that should be a la portada. It should be winnable. Like it's something that 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 it should be possible for 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 Napoli. And yet, it's hard for me to understand how it could be winnable when you've got a manager coming in who's going to have. A training session, maybe, to get to know his players. Um, I was I was reading about well, all sorts of things I've been reading about. One thing I I, I picked up from Lazio's whenever Bayern Munich, Sari imposing a double training session a day before the game, which is something unheard of, right? You you should be letting your players get some extra time in their legs, but in the end, it was exactly what Lazio needed because that whole first half against Bayern Munich was all about discipline. It was all about um, how they managed the space, how they occupied the areas that Bayern wanted to occupy, forcing them to go wide, forcing them not to get those um, spaces behind the um, behind the midfield that they wanted to get into. And and it was 
that was the great triumph. And there's literally no way. There's no way that you can come in with a great tactical plan for this. What, what do I mean, what do you come in with your tactical plan for this game? You just line up and say, "Hey, you guys know me. I was here before. You know me when Spalletti was here. Let's do what we did then." Um, yes, in theory. I think in practice, it's a lot harder than that, isn't it? Because you know, footballers in life, you quickly forget, don't you? How? Do we know that those Napoli players are able to tap into the belief that led them to the title so convincingly last season? Um, and by the way, let's talk about the players that were part of the title winning crop last season because there are new players that have come into the club when you think about it. The likes of, likes of Natan and Lindstrom, amongst others, plus the whole spate of January signings now. Um, it, it's difficult. I think it, it does give them another opportunity. We saw Rudy Garcia won his first game in charge uh, at, at, at Frosinone, Mazzari won his first game in charge. For timing alone, this might be a good decision from De Laurentiis in the sense that we often talk about this new this new manager or new head coach bounce. It might just be a clever psychological ploy to say, you need to perform, we're at home the first leg, let's go and win this match. And, you know, there is a chance. Napoli have already played Real Madrid in this season's Champions League. I don't think Barcelona Mina will be able to confirm as much. I don't think Barcelona are anywhere near on the same level as, as Real Madrid. And, and we can see that from, from the La Liga table at this moment in time. So I think there's Napoli know what a tough task it's going to be. And I think it, it is a case of he'll probably play with a 4-3-3, which is the way he has been developing as, as a coach, albeit as an assistant, first with Sarri, then with Spalletti. And... Uh, but we, we don't know anything about Francesco Calzona. The players will know a lot more about him than, than we do, those that worked under him in, in Spalletti's first season. Um, but there's, there's no guarantee that you just click your fingers and suddenly Napoli go back to producing what they did last season. Even last season towards the end, when motivation ran a little bit dry, when Napoli knew they were going to win the league, uh, suddenly they, you know, they were beaten at 4-0 at home by Milan, albeit that was a mid-supporter process. Uh, and they just ran out of steam a lot. And I, I don't see how you can suddenly click your fingers and suddenly produce a performance when you've been playing underwhelming football. Because we can blame Garcia and Mazzari all we want. Ultimately, it's the players that go out there and the players have underperformed. In the last five weeks, Barcelona have been going through their games. They've conceded four goals to Real Madrid, four goals to Athletic Club, five goals to Villarreal, three goals to Granada. Now, the bit that's problematic is when you flip that around. I think Napoli have scored eight goals in the last 11 games. This is not the <laughs> Napoli team that, that, that piles up goals anymore. Um, we don't know if Victor Osman's going to be fit. He's back now from the combination. Bloody but... better be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not fit. Say that, oh, like, I'm coming back. This Look, is sort of like the one thing. Oh, sorry. This is the one thing that I, I give my daddy is that I feel sorry for him because Osman's only started 11 matches this season. Um, mm. in Serie A for Napoli and it's a big loss and I understand that obviously last season Spalletti didn't necessarily need him because you got goals from Raspadori and, and Simone which hasn't happened um, this year under Mazzari but I, I do feel like losing Osman who we described as the best striker in Serie A last season um, and I think was was widely acknowledged as, as being phenomenal. Um, now people have started to doubt him again because they didn't feel like he's gotten enough goals either for the African Cup of Nations. And and I feel like you can't really doubt a man who's just played, you know, 12 games under Matt Zaddy, 12 games under Rudy Garcia, like chopping and changing injuries galore. Um, I mean, it's a big loss. But if Osman's available against that defense, yeah, I pretty much think that could get something. You know, I'll be honest with you, I do. 
But I what's think the that secret, they're going to be. What's what's the, what what is the vulnerability of that defense? Obviously, there is vulnerability. Maybe it's just total. Maybe there's nothing. But what what's the what's the way to get at them? This this is the thing. It's it's all encompassing. Um, what I feel about Barcelona is that going forward, they they don't have the strength of saying, okay, we're just going to attack you and then we'll leave the back door open. Nor are they capable of sitting deep and doing like what Lazio can do and then just strike you on the counter attack. They they literally can't do either one. So they're sort of unbalanced in every arena and people talk about Xavi sort of um saying you know I've got to go and and that was going to release some of the pressure on the players because they feel right now that there's just so much Head to seriachronicles.com forward slash Patreon now and subscribe to the Chronicles Tifosi Patreon membership with a free seven-day trial. Get early access to every full-length episode and voice note before the rest of the world. Plus, all episodes are 100% ad-free. And you get bonus Patreon-only exclusive episodes, video episodes, and behind-the-scenes extras. Also, be sure to join the new chat community in the Patreon app and chat with fellow subscribers. Podcast Network.